Creating business isn't about doing hashtag all the things. It's about doing the right thing at the right time to create systems for success. Welcome to the Master the Sales Game podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing specific strategies, tactics, and practical know-how from myself and other successful business owners, helping you grow and scale your business. I'm your host, Susan McVeigh, helping you master the sales game and sell with more ease without the sleaze. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get started. Kendra, I am so excited to have you on the show today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much, Susan. I am so excited to be here. I I, I love your podcast. So I'm excited. Amazing. Well, I know that for our listeners, so if you're listening right now, you are going to want to grab a paper and a pen because uh, Kendra, your story is just amazing. And let's just dive right in because I know that a lot of folks are, have been struggling. So at the time of this recording, you know, it's February, 2021, uh, we're still managing with all the changes that are going on in the global economy, all the things that have been happening around the world as a result of the pandemic and some of the lockdowns. And yet here you are, you have uh, started a, a fairly new business as a realtor and been able to accomplish four times the average sales amount during a pandemic. So walk us back to how you got started, because I'm sure that it wasn't something that you thought like overnight you were going to have this level of, of success. So where did it begin? Like, how did you decide to go into this business for yourself? And what was the, the kind of the first three things that you needed to do in order to get started and actually get clients? Well, to be honest, I didn't decide, Susan, to go into this business (laughs) myself. It was actually the Lord who decided to put me in this business. I used to spend my time just scrolling through um, Zillow at my little cubicle, at my nine to five job, um, just looking at houses on my lunch break or my, you know, regular breaks. And so when I prayed and asked for a raise and a promotion, running fast, and God was like, you know, go get into real estate. Not only get into real estate, but move back to your hometown that you haven't lived in in over a decade and get into real estate there. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I must be on the wrong prayer line. Let me hang up and dial again. <laughs> and so, I, but I wanted to be obedient because I had reached a point in my life where I just wasn't happy where I currently was. And so I said, let me just be obedient to this voice. What do I have to lose besides maybe bankruptcy, you know, but you know, I'll bounce back. Many people have bounced back from that. And so I, I just obeyed and, and I went ahead and took my real estate exam. I got into real estate. I had no idea what I was doing. So I decided to just show up at the office like it was a nine to five. And I showed up every day with no clients, no clear direction of what I was doing. And I just navigated the roads myself. Wow. And so help us understand, because I, I love what you shared here, right? That it, you, you kind of took hold of something that you were doing. Even back in your corporate job, you were already passionate about real estate. Like it was obviously a curiosity. You were spending your free time on Zillow. And (laughs) so when you got this nudge to go and and do the thing, you took that leap of faith and you went ahead, but you also knew that you needed to approach this like a a job. I mean, you were in business for yourself, but at least you had the wherewithal to figure out, 
I need to approach this like a nine to five. I need to show up for myself the same way that I would for a nine to five. So what was the very first thing that you did? So after I became licensed? Yeah. The very first thing that I did was I bought a laptop, I bought a MacBook (laughs) and I just decided to, you know, come into the office and and I really just started with research. How can I get leads? Because, you know, in business for yourself, especially sales, it's, it's lead generation. And so it was like, okay, I don't have enough money to pay for those lead generation uh, things that most realtors do because, you know, I'm on a limited spending since I, I no longer had this backup plan, uh, which was my nine to five. I'm just out here. And so I just uh, decided to research and every day I just started to hone in on different things that I like to do. Um, and I just started being creative. And I was like, you know, how can I, you know, get those people, get those leads coming in. And so the time that I spent, you know, eight to five sitting at the office was literally ways to generate leads, you know, ways to freely generate leads. And that's where I started. And I really just built my pipeline and built out my business from there. Okay. So let's walk back because you were doing this research. What did you find? Like, how did you decide and what was the method that you used in order to start generating some of those leads for free? So what I, what I found first and foremost was that majority of the realtors that were marketing themselves like online or doing things, they were just so real estate driven only. And so you have to understand there's thousands, if not hundreds, but more so thousands of realtors that are licensed and active in your city. So we're all doing the same thing. So what sets you apart, number one? So I had to understand, A, what was my why? Because then my why is going to connect me to what sets me apart from Sarah May down the street that's also actively licensed in real estate. What what is it that is going to make them want to choose me, choose Kendra to sell them the same home that a thousand other realtors in the same city? So I decided to pull out my kinks and quirks because in the beginning, I thought I had to just be some stuffy professional, you know, black blazer wearing. And you, you, I mean, you probably seen my profile picture, Susan, pink. I love everything pink. And so it's just not going to be me. And so I said, you know what, Kendra, you have to pull out you because people don't buy what you do. They buy you. And so you have to make sure that you are showing up so that they have that, that distinct and that accurate representation of what they're actually buying into. And so that was number one, being myself. And so I, when I started being myself with my very first headshot, headshot session, I literally went there with a black blazer with a black top with my arms crossed and I just looked so out of place. And so I decided to show up as me. And that was the very first thing that I did. Wow. I, I love that. And if you didn't catch that gem, people don't buy what you do. They buy you. And that's so true because I think sometimes, especially if we are providing a service that can feel somewhat commoditized, right? I mean, you're a realtor. There's lots of realtors out there. If you are doing any service, I mean, I'm a sales expert. There's lots of sales experts out there. What is it that makes me different than a Sandler or really anything else, you know, Grant Cardone, Brian Tracy? We're all selling the same fundamental basics because sales is sales is sales. But at the end of the day, the reason why people are buying is because they have a connection to you and they really know, like, trust and respect you and feel like you're going to do the best job for them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 
So help me understand, because I think sometimes it feels like what we see on social media, it gets very glamorized and it feels like, oh my gosh, this is an overnight success. And I know that you got success fairly quickly, but it wasn't without you putting in the time and the work and the effort. So between you, you know, starting your uh, real estate business to when you got your first client, how long did that take? Um, I sold my first home in at the end of May and I was actively licensed in April. So, uh, <laughs> probably a little bit over 30 days, maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's for about 42 days before I sold my first home. Wow. Now that seems really quick to me. Is that, is that normal? <laughs> no, to be honest, and that's where I started panicking. I'm like, Lord, what in the world do you have me in? Because I started talking to people and I realized that, you know, they were saying, well, I hadn't sold my first home for a year. Somebody else said I hadn't sold my first home for five months, six months, seven months. So it, generally speaking, I said, so six months and beyond is what it, I'm hearing, you know, and I, I started to panic. I started getting panic mode and, and you know, God said, you, you have to cut off what you're hearing on the outside and you have to remind yourself, what did I tell you? Because when you start opening that up to people, it get con- it gets contaminated by their opinions and they project their, their uh, shortcomings or their success stories onto you. And so I had to shut off what everybody else was saying and remember, okay, I was instructed to go here. Now let me do my part. And so I decided to show up every day at the office and I said, I'm not leaving here until I touch at least 20 to 50 people a day, whether that's whatever means necessary, text, door knock, call, I don't care what it is. If I'm just going to food line and she checks out and said, have a nice day, you know, here's my car in case you ever want to buy a house, whatever it is, I need to do that because I have no money to pay for lead generation. So I got to show up as Kendra and I'm going to show up in various different ways. And that's what I'm going to do. So that is, that's what, uh, had me get that first client. And literally she told me, I was going to go with another realtor because he's way more experienced. But she was like, the way you just showed up here and was so adamant and so confident that you can sell my house and you just started a real estate. Because I was honest, you know, I just thought I had not sold anything. This would be the very first one. And so I was so honest with her. And she was like, I'm going to give you a shot. I'm going to call him and I'm going to let him know that I have decided to go with someone else. And she was like, I'm going to give you a chance because of your confidence. She said, you are so confident that you're able to sell this house. And so I'm going to let you do it. And so I, again, no money. So I couldn't pay for the professional photography that I have now. I just took that sweet little iPhone and I angled it at certain ways. And (laughs) I took the pictures and I uh, went to the editing app, again, free apps. And I edited the pictures, uploaded into the MLS. And I, you know, shared it on Facebook, shared it. I I printed flyers out and I passed it around the neighborhoods to different people. You know, I asked other people to share it. And um, so within seven days, we had an all cash offer come in and we were able to close on her house. um, I want to say about 13 days or so later. So we had, um, and then it was something with the title. So we were able to close within that 30 day period. But um, yeah, so she she was like blown away with that. She was like, I can't believe you had a, offering seven days and I'm like I know and I gotta figure out how to write the contract (laughs) oh my gosh now I have never heard that story before and this is just it blows my mind a little bit because what I'm hearing from you Kendra and you know we have some similarities in terms of how we started um, our businesses at least this current business that I have because in the online space like you 
I was very honest. No, I don't have any clients. I, I don't know all the things for the online market. I'm much more advanced now than where I was when I started. But I told people, I know I can help you. I've done this before. It's just different format. I know how to sell to people. And if you want my help, I'm happy to help you. And, uh, and that's how it begins, right? I mean, we all start from zero. And so I think sometimes we want to be further along and it can hold us back from being able to serve the people exactly where we are and where they need us to be because there's always somebody who's willing to take a chance. There's always somebody who says, you know what? I really like you. I, I really believe in you. And we all need that, that one person that can help us get a leg up so that it builds us up and allows our confidence to really shine through and allows the gifts that we have to be used to the fullest capacity. And so that's like, there's so much to unpack here because you were honest, you had the confidence, but you also weren't afraid of doing the work that was required to deliver the service, right? To, to get the client in the first place. So what I heard was there was a lot of uh, overcoming of things <laughs> that because you don't come from a sales background Kendra like you have not done cold calling and door knocking so help me understand because I think a lot of folks are probably like you're listening right now and you're thinking I could never do that and I know I have been placed in situations where I've had to do cold calling and door knocking and if you had told me that's what I was going to be doing again I would have said you're you're crazy I there's no way that I will do that and yet I've done it. So I'm curious for you, what goes through your mind, right? When you're thinking, I have to contact 20 to 50 people a day. I don't want to wait six months before I make my first sale and get my first client and make money in my business. Cause that's obviously probably not something you could afford to do. So what was going through your mind when you realized I'm going to have to do things I've never had to do before. And I'm just going to have to get over myself to be able to do it anyways. I mean, Susan, I was stressed out, filled with so much anxiety, <laughs> like, oh my Lord. Cause I've even, I'm, I'm an introvert in real life anyway. So to be honest, I can spend my whole entire life in a bubble. And like when we was quarantined, it didn't matter to me. I was happy as a bee sitting there looking at the wall, you know, <laughs> it was not an issue for me. So to get out of that, to actually, you know, talk well, the one thing I, I decided to do was, you know, Kendra, for some reason, it seems like I don't care if I'm in the, the bathroom, the elevator, people just love to talk to me. I just maybe look like a, a talk to you person. And so I decided to just kind of piggyback on that and not angle it as such as sales, but a value proposition. And so like, for example, when I had the house, I said, let me, um, I know I can sell this house, but to help you have the confidence in me, let me do an open house with no signed documents. And if I get someone, you are going to let me broker this deal and I will be on the contract then. But if I get you no results, then you're not binded to any type of contractual agreement or anything of that sort. And so I was angled with the bigger houses I angled there. And because I was confident in showing up as myself, friendly, bubbly, and, and talking to the buyers that would come in, I knew I could sell it. So then I would get the, the contract on the back end with the with the homeowner. And they were like, oh, free open house. I don't have to sell any, I don't have to sign any paperwork or any document. Okay, feel free, have at it. And then I always got a buyer. And so then we went on a contract. And then from there, you know, it, it just grew. But I really think it's that showing up for yourself and just being 
that confidence, you know, what you can deliver and having that value proposition. I love that. So if you're listening right now, what I want you to take away from this is that, you know, Kendra wasn't afraid. You weren't afraid to do the work and kind of put your money where your mouth is, right? To say, look, I, I'm going to prove myself first and let me show you value in advance by being able to engage with you, no risk to you, right? That only after I prove that there's at least something that you can see that would give you the confidence to match my confidence that I can give you the results that we're going to be able to move forward. And so as a business owner, what I want you to understand is that this is something that we can all do, right? When we are able to give value in advance, when we're able to serve people, when we give them, I mean, for me, it's doing things like this, allowing you to participate in, in my world by showing you how I can help you in advance by giving you access to high quality content and information so that hopefully you're going to get a transformation even before we start working together. Think of ways that you can incentivize or allow your clients to have access to you in small ways that make sense for your business so that you're able to, again, show them that I have what it takes. I'm willing to do what, what we need to do. And again, sometimes we do things in unusual circumstances because it's called for, right? Because um, I assume at this point now, Kendra, now that you're more established, you don't obviously need to do that. You get clients to sign the contract before you do some of this, this work for them. But in the early stages, it was a great way for you to get a lot of people to say yes, because you knew that you, you'd be able to deliver the, the result. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So what would you say has been the most, because I mean, you still, to this day, generate all your leads for free. So you're not using like Zillow or some of the other kind of popular sites for your industry. No, I do not pay for lead generation. I do not pay for it. So are, so help us understand, right? Because you, you've done a lot of stuff. You've done the door-to-door, -door, the cold calling. So once you started, at what point did you realize, okay, I have a system now that's really dialed in. What was that system? And then how has that been able to continue to help you to generate the kinds of results that you've seen in the past year, right? Because I think in 2020, you ended up selling a whopping 42 homes during a pandemic. So it, for you, business did not slow down. It ramped up. Yes. So to be honest, after that first sale, I was able to understand that I really can just take this to social media. For one, I, I like I said, I'm an introvert. I, I don't want to call you. I don't want to show up to your house. I don't even want to talk. You know, I don't want to do those things. And so I want to stay behind a computer, stay behind a phone. And so I just moved it to social media after that first sale because you need social proof. They want to know. They don't really want to be your guinea pig. So you really have to kind of get in their face to kind of get you to be that one person that will allow them to sell. Once you have your social proof, I just took that thing right on to social media. And from there, I've been able to generate all of my clientele, all of my leads from social media. Um, and so I don't have to pay for that. Okay. So I know that some of us are thinking, okay, that's great. So I, I want to break this down. So you're telling me that as soon as you realize, okay, I have, I have a client, that first client, you decided I'm going to now leverage the way that I want to do business, which as an introvert, you've shared, 
I didn't want to have to talk to a lot of people. I didn't want to have to do the door to door or the, the cold calling. You were prepared to do it and you did do it in order to generate that first client. But once you got her, you used her as a success story to be able to kind of put it on blast mm -hmm. and say, here's what I did for this client. Here's what I can do for you. And that one client, then you're telling me multiplied into many, many more clients because you were able to use social media as your main marketing strategy and your main sales strategy. Right, right. Wow. So that's what I was able to do. Just take that and, and go on social media. Because I've I'm, I'm always, I'm always been like a natural storyteller. Like <laughs> when things happen, they don't just happen for me. I like let you know once upon a time. And, the, you know, and I kind of just go through my story. My, my, my best friend used to hate it. She was like, oh, my God, get to the point. You have these paragraphs and you just tell, tell the stories. But people love that because in that they can see how you journeyed how you can help them. They can picture themselves, see the determination, see the consistency, see different things. And then they're like, okay, you know, let, let me reach out. Let me see, you know, like, and that moves to like my next buyer from that, just telling, you know, what happened. And, you know, he was just like, I love how you helped them. I would love to buy a house, you know, but I'm a veteran and, you know, my credit score is below 600. And I was like, I can help you. I can help you. Again, that confidence. I can help you buy a house. And so th the credit score minimum was 600. He literally just told me that he was below 600. But I said, I can help him and I am going to help him. So I got on Google and I researched what it what are the requirements the va standard requirements and so they let us know that for veterans va doesn't technically do a credit score minimum for them that's their standards but then each mortgage lender has their company standards and so that's where the standards kind of crept up so i literally went through every harry paul and steve to figure out who would match up with the va requirements and i found a mortgage company va owned and operated wow. who has those standards and he pushed the loan to through two hundred and fifty thousand dollar house with a 557 credit score we closed wow so and and again like i keep hearing this constant theme of like just resilience and resourcefulness and that confidence of knowing that if it's possible, I can do it and I can find a way, right? And I think a lot of times as business owners, we get so deflated or discouraged when we come up against obstacles or objections or just hurdles that get in the way. And as you know, business, even with success, is not smooth sailing. It has ups and downs and bumps and bruises. And not everything goes picture perfect, even though you may be putting the, the perfect picture on social media, right? <laughs> yeah. And so we really do need to recognize that building a business, no matter what strategy that you use, it's, it still takes work. It still takes you being able to put in the effort and the energy to make sure that you can deliver what it is that you've promised to clients, especially when you are conveying that uh, conviction and, and the, uh, the commitment to be able to do so. So I love what you shared, right, around the storytelling piece. I think stories, and I think we've actually done an episode on, on that topic, so we'll link it down below in the show notes for you. But stories are so powerful as a way to just connect with people and to allow them to come into your world. And I think it's really important for every, everybody to hear that you did not need to lie or to you know fake it and say, I have 10 clients, I've sold 10 homes. I sold the one house. I know I can help you to buy yours or sell yours. Connect with me, right? Like the, yeah. as simple as you could make it. 
and even Mr. John, he said that. And I told him, I was like, you know, this will be my first on the buyer side because the first one was the seller. So I was like, this will be my first buyer. And, you know, I just want to let you know. He was like, oh, you're good to go. He said, just let me know how long it's going to take for you to do the contract. He was like, because I trust you, you know, I get because I was honest and he was perfectly okay with that. And so now I can literally draft that 15 page contract in under 30 minutes before I probably sat at the computer for almost three and a half hours, you know, but he was okay with that because he already knew this is my first, you know, rodeo, but I was honest. So he was like, I trust you. And I think I get that resilience because my dad used to always say growing up, he would always say, because uh, my nickname is Sunshine. So he called me Sunny Bunny. So I would ask him if he could do something like that. Can you, can you? And so he would always say, Sunny Bunny, I can make a ship sail on dry land. If I can't do it, no one can. <laughs> So that's just like my motto. I can make a ship sail on dry land. If I can't do it, no one can. I love that, right? Because I think it's so important for us to be able to hold on to something when, because it, it's just a matter of when. Things will go wrong. Things will go bump in the night. Things will get harder before they get easier. And I think sometimes we just get so down because we do compare, right? It, and um, I want you to speak to a little bit with, you know, social media and how do you maintain that honesty, the integrity and, uh, and have that connection with folks when, especially for some, like an industry like real estate, but really for all of us, as we're building our own personal brand and we are the face of the business for the most part, we are selling ourselves. How do you balance that off, right? Being able to share and be authentic but then also present your brand in the way that you, you want to, especially using social media that is so outwardly focused. I believe that's what really, you know, gained that traction is that, that, that transparency. Like I said, I've always been a storyteller. I've always been someone that's transparent with, you know, my story and where I am because I always, you know, want, the Lord to use me. And so I said, if you're going to use me, you have to use me. You can't use a representation of me. You have to use me. And so I believe that kind of just people was, were able to see bits and pieces of themselves in things that I shared, you know, going back to social media, you know, I always follow the, the 80, 20 rule, you know, you want to do 80% more so non-directed to closing a house or listing a house or something that is only you and you want to do that 80%, it needs to be a value proposition or something for them, whether that's encouragement, whether that's letting them know what you can do for them in a real estate transaction or what you can do. You know, so many realtors get caught up in, I sold this, I sold that, I listed this, here's my listing. It's, it's look at me type of thing. And that's the quickest way to probably get unfollowed and people are just like okay there's nothing in it for myself you have to think about it. I think of my audience as my clients all 8,000 and something are clients so that is my audience that's who I'm talking to I'm not you know sharing things that is not of help for to them because when you have an audience they want to know hey what's in it for me I'm not logging in I'm not following you to know okay great that's perfect what's in it for you so even if you're you're going out of town or a trip to say with your significant other or something like that and you you know want to talk about how great he is flip it around and say you know 
you will be able to have a love like this one day while you're waiting and you're working and and this will be something that will manifest in your life this will be something that you know that you'll be able to get to i can't wait for you to, to have this type of love something like that where it's like hope for them or directing that back to them and that is what helps them become relatable to you and helps them really want to like hone in on now what does she say what does she do hey i want her to be my realtor yeah i love that well and i I love the fact that, you know, you continue to share your, your personal journey and bring part of that story into your business so that it's not just all the numbers or the houses or the thing that you're doing, right? It's, it's more about who you are. And I think all of us, especially if you are selling your, your services, you, you're selling something that you have created. And even if you aren't, because I mean, really, you are selling a house, but you're really ultimately selling somebody's dream. They're getting into the biggest purchase of their life, right? And a lot of us are selling transformational services. Same thing. It's a, it's a big deal to, to work with somebody and to help them and to have their hopes and dreams kind of held in the palm of your hands. And so you want to be able to share. You want to be able to help them understand that you too are a human being and that you feel the same kinds of emotions that they feel and that you've been where they are so that they are able to connect with you and really resonate with who you are as a human being aside from what it is that you can do for them as well. But I love that you reminded us that it's really about, I actually really love what you shared here, Kendra, that you think that your audience, they're all your clients. So it doesn't even matter if they paid you, you're treating them like you would a client who's already signed a contract with you. I think that's such a big mindset shift, right? For all of us to think these are all clients. And I know sometimes, right, you're listening to this and you're thinking, okay, great. Like I want to be able to do way more than the average in my industry for the amount of sales. There's a lot of gems that Kendra has already shared with us that you can apply directly I think sometimes we forget that if we had, like if we had a brick and mortar store, right? If we had a storefront, if we had our homes opened up and we tried to have, I mean, you have 8,000 followers on Instagram, 8,000 people coming over. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Right. And so we're so busy trying to get more and more. And yes, with, with business, there, there are certain things around numbers, right? That we need to be mindful of. But I think sometimes we just really just looked at how are we serving those people in our communities, in our audience? Are we treating them like clients and giving them the same kind of regard that we would if they already were working with us? There's more, there's probably more than enough people that you already have that you could just serve in a deeper, more meaningful, maybe more vulnerable way that's authentic to you as opposed to, you know, following what the gurus are telling us and, and being more surfacey and very like, you know, glam shot and none of the real life and people don't get to, to really connect with us. And we're chasing after those vanity metrics. Like I need more followers, more leads, all of these things that I think sometimes it's not true. It's not true. Right. So I help us walk through it. Cause I think, um, let's talk some numbers, right? When you, cause you didn't, you didn't have a huge social media following when you started your business. No. So when you think back to, you had one client and then you went to social media, mm -hmm. 
what platform did you choose and how many people were you connecting to? Like, what was the size of your audience back then? It was more so uh, Instagram and Facebook. And I remember my Instagram was 2,300 followers I had at the time. And so, um, yeah, that was, that was the platform back then. And it was just kind of, you know, going along with different things as far as that value proposition, value in real estate, value in encouragement, value in my, my own life and kind of putting that out there. And like you said, as far as nurturing, you know, having your current audience what I call, you know, followers audience. Um, because even to this day, like, for example, yesterday, I just had someone get pre-qualified 350,000. And she was like, you know, I've been following you for four years. I remember when you used to live in Los Angeles and, you know, X, Y, I mean, she gave me the whole timeline and she was like, you know, I was just thinking like, maybe let's just try and see if we can get a house. I, I want to upgrade. I just had a baby and, you know, I just, yeah. So it's like, that's the same person I've been nurturing <laughs> since I've been in real estate. And so had I disregarded that or, or want to go and give, you know, some, regular content or some not well thought out or intentful content to my followers because I want to get these people I would have neglected people that are turning into clients you know almost weekly you know from social media they may not you know transition right now but eventually they're going to be like you know what yeah I think I want to go ahead and get that service I think I want to go ahead and, and, and buy that house I want to go ahead and book that call you know yeah so this is really interesting to me because so many people now, I've, I've probably said it, but I, and I don't always agree with, with um, the saying that, you know, your, your friends and your family aren't necessarily your customers. So with your particular industry and niche, but also the fact that you already had some followers, you had followers before you created your real estate business. So walk us through a little bit. Cause I think this is really interesting because folks may be listening right now and they're saying, I have to pivot, right? A lot of folks have realized I need to pivot. I need to make a shift, whether it's been forced by economic conditions or they just had a realization that life is too short and I don't want to do the thing that I really don't want to do anymore. And so <laughs> I'm right. And I, so I want to make a shift. And I think sometimes we feel like we have to start over we have to start from scratch. That's what I did. I just started at zero, but I'm really curious because you already had some people who were following you um, before, like pre-real estate, you know, 2,300 followers. That's now since grown up to uh, over 8,000. So what did you do with the, those people to kind of let them know that, hey, this is what I'm doing and... Did you know, like, did they, did they drop off? Did they keep following you? Um, how did that, how did that transition kind of happen through your social media journey? You know, it, it, it reminds me of one um, line that one of my good girlfriends always say, she does, she says, I don't give permission. I serve notice. And so, <laughs> you know, that, that, that's kind of what I do, you know, like looking back at my social media, especially from her. And I remember like, oh my God, you sat through a lot. I was wanting to become an actress back then. Cause that was like 2013. And I was like, then I decided, you know, I'm not going to do acting. I think I'm going to go into corporate world. I went to corporate America. Then I decided that's not the thing that I was, you know, decided maybe let's do some life insurance. That wasn't the thing. And then real estate. So you literally sat through there, but I guess knowing that I was the same exact person and I showed up in the same exact way, you were okay with pre-real estate and current real estate. And, you know, I feel like just 
putting it out there because I didn't really say, you know, some big blasts were, were shifting on to real estate. I've probably changed my bio 500 times already into different <laughs> things, you know, and I just showed up as that, as that person and, and just decided and I, my audience just kind of came with it. You know, they just decided to grow with me. And so posting, you know, every day and really just being intentional, like my friend always say, Social media is like a part-time job. I have one friend who I met her. She had 7,000 followers. And we, I met her about three years ago. Currently, she has 124,000 followers. And she said off of Instagram alone last year, she's made over six figures from being an influencer. And she was like, you have to look at it as literally like a part-time job. She was like, all of her clients, because she's in real estate as well, come from social media. And then that whole other stream of income being an influencer came from social media and so you have to really treat it like clientele like your customers like your audience these are people who are going to pay to get my service these are people who are going to pay me to promote their service so I have to show up on social media and, and really hone in like I check my, my, my emails and check my text messages I need to post something on social media and engage with my followers and really <laughs> hire myself as a part-time job on social media. I love it. Well, so let's dig into this, right? Because you, you went from 2,300 followers. You now on average, how many leads would you be getting from social media? Uh, let's say on a monthly basis. And um, yeah, let's, let's start there. How many leads would you be getting from social media when you first started compared to now? Ooh, that's a tough question because I often do little uh, tips and tricks that will help me like what they call go viral. So I know one time I posted something, um, I had to go back and look and literally I had 37 consultations booked for that week. Wow. The, the post I made <laughs> just circulated so much. And again, it was around real estate value proposition, but with my personality, um, and so on average right now, I get about six to seven consultations a week and they come from social media because I have my Calendly link in my bio. And so I'll look up and it's like, Alicia just booked a, a consultation. Brandon just booked a consultation. Frederick just booked a consultation. And I'll just, you know, like, hey, where'd you know me from? Oh, social media. Oh, somebody was in the barbershop. They gave me your social media. Oh, it is always just social media. Um, in the beginning, I didn't have that Calendly link. So they would just inbox me and it was kind of getting overwhelming. Um, but I would say at least, two to four people a week um and then i realized that even though they don't want to buy or sell today the building the pipeline was so important because if i help them and i kind of guide them over the months whether they're trying to get money saved or build their credit or get in whatever position they will do what you say um, and stick by you if you stick by them and so it just kept creating a, a stream a river of living water <laughs> Wow. I love that. Right. Cause I think it, the key point here is that you are consistent and we're going to talk a little bit about what, how much time it takes for you to actually implement your system. Cause I know that you have like a solid system that you actually teach other realtors now, but the other piece is that, I mean, this is now almost like it's on autopilot for you. Cause you, you know what it takes and people have gotten to the point where they recognize you they look for you, you're being referred out by your like people in your local market, as well as as others, because I know that you've also referred to other realtors, because people who are following you on social media, it's not just in your immediate area, they're 
all around the world or all around the country. And so you've been able to help other realtors as well through your network, which I think is amazing. So, I mean, if you, you're listening right now and you're thinking, gosh, I'd love for my social media, especially if you are in the real estate industry to do what it's done for Kendra, um, I'm going to encourage you. We're going to put all of uh, Kendra's contact information below for you to, you know, stay connected, reach out because she does help realtors just as much as she is helping ordinary folks like you and me get into their homes and purchase uh, more properties or sell and do all that, all that kind of stuff. So Kendra, how long does it take you to post and engage with your, with your audience? How much time do you spend on social media? As far as posting, probably about 10 to 15 minutes okay. a day. Cause I go ahead and uh, like people meal prep on Sundays, I go ahead and post prep. <laughs> and I have like a, a note section of like pre-written captions and then already downloaded, you know, content that I just store. So I just post it and, and put my caption up and then I go on about business because I, I have houses to show and I have listing appointments to attend and consultations to show up for. So I don't spend a ton of time um, on there, only my free time to kind of go back and engage as far as um, respond to comments, but to put it up there and stuff, probably about 10 minutes. Amazing. So then would you say, because when I first started in my business, I gave myself, uh, actually it's this timer, it's a little square timer, right? And I only gave myself 30 minutes, three times a day, because I wasn't able to sit for longer it, as part of my, um, my chronic pain and, and management of that. I wasn't able to sit for longer than 30 minutes at a time. So I would set the timer and be on social media morning, noon, and right before dinner time. And that was my time budget for how I wanted to engage on social. So do you have a rough idea of like, do you give yourself a little bit of um, a time budget or do you know that usually you're responding, you know, half an hour a day? How, how long does it typically take you? And has that changed since when you first started? Yeah, that's definitely changed because I noticed in the beginning, because I would do so much on social media, I would literally spend hours, you know, a day just on social media. And it was like, you know, consuming my time. And I was like, I, you know, I can't do this. I have to, you know, all this responding and all this, you know, so now I put things in place because the number one thing I, I get is I want to purchase a home or sell a home or how do I become successful like you? And so I'm like, literally, I put those links and things in place. So now I don't have to respond and just direct them like, hey, you know, just hit the link in my bio for to buy a house, sell a house, a consultation, or hey, if you're a realtor wanting to get into real estate and you want to, you know, um, know how I became successful, click the link in my bio because I, I couldn't go back and forth one-on-one, you know, all day with people. So I would say probably about like um, 30 minutes or so, maybe about 30 minutes, 30 to 45 minutes. Perfect. Well, and I mean, the reality is, right, because Kendra, you are still in the early stages of your real estate business and your career, because right now, how long since that very first client? Um, it was May of 2019. So less than two years ago. Yeah, February of 2021. Yeah. Yeah, right. And so what I want everybody to hear if you're listening to this right now and you're thinking, gosh, like this sounds like a lot of work, it, everything in business is work. <laughs> but if you know that you want to use social media more strategically, you can 
do this in a way that is still aligned to you. For folks that are, so whether you're a realtor or not, if you're a service-based uh, business owner, right, or really product, because social media can work for both of us, yeah. um, what are three things that you believe everybody can do today, Kendra, that would help them to generate more leads and ultimately get more clients through social media? Like what are three things that you think everybody listening could do right now? So right now you can post every day. And when you post, you want to change the times that you're posting. So if Monday you post it in the morning, Tuesday, you're going to post in the afternoon, Wednesday, you're going to post in the evening time or after seven o'clock. And then you're going to keep round robbing it. So you don't want to post at the same time every single day because your followers get on social media at various different times, depending on their personal schedules. So you may have caught someone at eight and, you know, catch a different person at, you know, 12 o'clock or, you know, 7 p.m. who has a, a morning shift or something. So you want to every day post at a different time of day. Um, you always want to post with hashtags. So you don't want to put the hashtag in your actual um, caption because that is, you know, looks tacky. You're just going to use that, the comment section and you're going to, after you post your picture or whatever, and you're with your uh, caption, you're going to go in the comment section. You're going to drop hashtags in there. Um, and you want to research these hashtags. You want to look and research these hashtags pertaining to your specific industry, to your city, to what you like, to your hobbies. And you want to make sure that the hashtag that you research has at least 50,000 followers or more. You don't want to post, I love my little black rose and you look it up and five people have hashtagged it. No, <laughs> you want to do something. At least 50,000 people are on that hashtag and be yourself. 80, 20, 80% of it should be something for them specifically about your, you know, your life, your hobbies. Are you a mom? Uh, do you have children? Do you have a dog? People literally will want to work with you off of those things. I had one uh, girl told me she booked a consultation with the lady that got a $400 wig all because she posted her puppy and she, the lady had the same puppy, the same type of breed. You know, they have to know, you don't have to share everything about you, but they need, they want to know, oh my gosh, she's a mom. I'm a mom too. Oh my gosh, she does. I do this too. You know? And so that, that relatability and how can they relate if you don't share anything besides real estate or besides your, your sales products or besides, you know, they can't, get to know you, you know, and people love, yes, they love that you're successful. They want to work with successful people. But if there's a ton of people in your industry, they also want to know, okay, so why do I want to work with you? And so I got to relate to you and I have to know you in order to relate to you. So 80, 20, 20% specifically about that. And then the other 80%, some, some of you, hint some of you in there. I love it. These are such great, great tips that we can do right now in order to show up on social media, really be able to impact not just our audience, but as Kendra says, there are clients, there are clientele, um, and really make sure that we're connecting to them above and beyond the services that we provide so that it's really about who we are and how we can help more people. Yeah. Kendra, this has been so amazing. Um, tell us a little bit more about where people can connect with you uh, and what you have on the go right now. So you can connect with me on Instagram at Kendra L. Conyers. Um, Facebook, Kendra L. Conyers. Those are two um, platforms that I am on the most. 
or you can go to uh, yeah either of those especially on instagram and the link in my bio will take you to everywhere else i have a course um, the real estate boss babe pink print and that course is really to take you from either an aspiring realtor or beginning realtor or even a veteran realtor to increase your sales and specifically real estate and specifically using social media. So I have a lot of lead generation techniques that I literally uh, slow walk you step-by-step. Step. It's a four-week course. The videos are pre-recorded. And so you can go through, download your 45-page workbook and help increase your sales in real estate. And I also have coming uh, in a real estate investment course because I also do short-term and long-term investment properties. So Airbnbs and things of that sort. So I'll walk you through that investment side of it if you're not in real estate, but maybe you have you know, a lot of cash flow coming in. You can invest in real estate and I will teach you how how to do that so you can have that passive income as well amazing i love it and and guys um we're gonna put all the links in the show notes below for you and kendra also has an amazing freebie which is to, designed to take the guesswork out of social media especially if you are a realtor and uh and we'll add that below for you because it's 30 30 days right kendra Yes, 30 days of social media content. So I give you idea of what to post for 30 days. So that is something you can download for free and you can really take it across any industry. Um, Amazing. I love it, right? Because who doesn't get stuck <laughs> when they're trying <laughs> to figure out in that blinking cursor and you're trying to figure out what should I post? And so I love all of the gems that you shared with us today. Your story has been amazing, right? So to go from... Uh, corporate to taking the leap, becoming a real estate agent, moving to a brand new city again, right? Like I know it's your hometown, but you essentially starting over. Yeah. It's been so, such a long period. And to go from one sale authentically and honestly, and to say that one client will help me to get more. And boy, has it ever, because that one, that one woman who took a chance on you, I don't think she realized Oh, what happened when she unleashed you? <laughs> oh, no, you like give me chills, like yeah. And you know, and to be able to have such a huge amount of success, it is did not come without hard work and effort. Did not come without you being able to just be obedient to what you felt you needed to do, and to be willing to put yourself out there and do whatever it took to start getting those clients, start getting those sales, so that you could beat the odds, and you have. Um, cause you've sold, you know, 42 homes during a pandemic, a global pandemic. Like it's one of the, the, the craziest things that, that's happened in over a hundred years and you are continuing to see, uh, more success and to help more clients get into a uh, bigger homes, second and third homes. I know that you're also uh, doing some stuff with, uh, potentially commercial properties, the luxury home market and, uh, growing and expanding your team. So this has been just such an amazing wealth of information. I hope you listening uh, gleaned something that you can take away for your business, no matter what industry that you're in, and to know that what's possible for Kendra and the things that she demonstrated and so many gems around, you know, your dad and your, your friend who shared some, I think just some like pearls of wisdom that we can all use in, in moments when we're feeling a little bit uh, down or when times are tougher that we can pull up our, our socks and put our big girl panties on and still be able to march through the door and, and make sure that we're helping more clients. So thank you so much uh, for your time, Kendra. This has been just such a blast. 
Thank you so much, Susan. I look forward to continually watching your show. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you again very soon. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to let me know what you think by leaving a review so I know how best to serve you. If you're enjoying this show, don't forget to share and hit subscribe so you know when the next show is up. See you next time. Thank you.